0: What's going on welcome to another episode of straight like that the podcast was about me instagrams favorite half brown boy Camille um, first shout out to Rory love and company little candle uh, wax and room spray kind of company out here based out of New Orleans great scents, perfect little gift stocking stuffing for the holiday season be sure to go check out the link in my bio for their website and all their beautiful products. Um, Again, sorry for the long delay between episodes. It's kind of hard scheduling uh, pro and college athletes during their in-season schedule to come on and talk to me for a little bit. But today's guest, I'm really excited to get into this story because it's very unique. Um, I got midfielder Luke Thomas, a junior at uh, at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. What's going on, Luke?
1: Uh, Doing well. Excited to be here. Looking forward to it.
0: Yes, sir, all right, let's get straight to it then um basically why why soccer? How'd you get into it?
1: yeah, so um, don't really have a a real reason for it like neither of my my parents played growing up at all. they were basketball and and tennis, but uh, I had an older sister that that played from a a super young age, and then I just started playing as long as I can remember, so you know like three four years old, just you know kicking the ball around in the yard and got involved with some. Some kind of rec leagues and, and and got into club soccer and kind of just um, kept going from there. But I mean, I played club soccer for you know, as long as I can remember, and you know, I played a little bit of a little bit of basketball too when I was younger. A little bit of other sports, but and then when it got to about middle school or so, it was um, and getting into high school, it was kind of that time where um, you know it becomes a pretty big time commitment. and You got to kind of focus on one so and and soccer was always kind of the main one for me that that just it was just what I love to play, so um naturally followed that path and and just kept going from there, so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so did you kind of start out in a club level and like right away, like what was the rec
1: league kind of like? yeah, so I mean, I think pretty much all these these super young rec leagues is there's not a lot going on in terms of um skill level, so I think yeah, pretty I quickly of- i I started to kind of look for. Um, club options around the Charlotte area and so I first started playing at it was called North Mech at the time which is uh, out of North Charlotte and then played there a couple years and then went to Charlotte Soccer Academy which is where I I played for most of my time growing up Um, and so played you know at the the highest club level I could try to get involved with there and um, which kind of there and there's a lot of different programs that that kind of sprouted from that and then you know as i got into middle school high school started getting involved with the development academy program da i don't even know if it exists anymore but um that was kind of the 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 big deal at the time so and that was one where they didn't really let you play high school or, or other things so it was a little bit of a trade off just cuz i knew that that's a a big time commitment and i also you know enjoyed playing for for the school team like i played in middle school and and I would have loved to to play at that high school, but I had to kind of you know weigh the different options and, and make the decision there. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So when you were, uh, I guess, playing in rec, were you just dominating like that and kind of like made you want to look for a higher competition?
1: I think so. I mean, yeah. I don't, like, I was so young that I don't, I don't really remember much of it, but, you know, I hear my, my parents will, will mention stories from it. But I mean, I think most of the kids that are out there are just, you know their parents threw them in there they're doing it to to get a little exercise but yeah yeah of course but I was I was um definitely enjoying myself out there <laughs> yeah
0: so what so then you go to middle school you're doing both what school and club so how was the schedule working with that
1: yeah so I think it was it was pretty busy I mean we had I remember playing middle school soccer and we'd have we had practice after school maybe maybe like three thirty to 5 or so and then now I was playing so I, my school was in north just north of Charlotte but um, the club I was playing for was down in South Charlotte. So, and, you know, I was I couldn't drive at the time. So my, my parents would pick me up from the, the school practice around five, drive me down to South Charlotte. And I have, you know, practice from, you know, very based on the year, but anytime from like six to eight thirty maybe down there. And then, you know, drive 45 minutes up back home, get home around like nine o'clock and, and then do it again the next day. So it was definitely a lot, but, it wasn't a thing where I felt, you know, burnt out. I I think that's mm-hmm. that's something people kind of get becomes more more prominent. Um, you know, as you get older maybe. But I think when you're in middle school, just kind of doing what you love, you know, and you got right. energy, it never really right. runs out. And that, that brings up another thing that um I think back to those club days and I talked to some teammates about this now. I mean, we would go into tournaments and play, you know, four games in a in a two day weekend, five games yeah. in a weekend and like think about that now in terms of the club. I, I mean, you're you're complaining if we have to play two games in in three days or four days. It's like it's a lot. So it's just the games changed a lot as as you get older.
0: Yeah, that's true. So when you were playing in uh in I guess South Charlotte for your club team, um, how were the the other kids that you were on the same team with?
1: Were they kind of the same level, or were you like you know just out here cooking everybody? Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, we we actually had like some pretty talented. Um, teams we we were able to get together. Um, I think there's there's a lot of talent around the Charlotte area, and there's kind of two bigger clubs, one in South Charlotte, one um, just north of Charlotte, that they could always put some good teams together. And so it's it's pretty incredible looking back at it now. I mean, some of the teams that I've had, I mean, they've got you know like fifteen guys, upwards of fifteen guys playing like Division One soccer. Now it's it's pretty, pretty cool about, and so I mean, we were able to have some some good success. Um, back in in club you know playing in whether it's state cup or you know some da tournaments or whatever it may be but um the level was always really high which which i think was great for me in terms of my development and and the guys around me were you know helping push me to to kind of get to that next level and um you know vice versa for everyone else so i think it's good that we always had a a really high level in terms of the club and the, the players around me growing up yeah
0: yeah for sure so so you get to high school now, what, entering ninth grade. Did you yeah. have to decide there whether you play in um club or school or could you do both? Was that an
1: option? Yeah, so I think that that was, I mean, around eighth, ninth grade, I think was where I first had to kind of make that decision one or the other when, um, because I think for a while when I was younger and, you know, back, back like years before, you, you were still allowed to play school with while mm-hmm. playing D.A. Um, and then they kind of. Made you make that decision where you know you got to pick one or the other, and so I think it was ninth grade when I had to to make that decision first, and I kind of evaluated you know what would be the best for me in terms of you know my growth and and what I enjoyed doing and and I looked at it from perspective of like i I loved playing school soccer and it's super fun, and it's the friends that I grew up with go to school with every day, but yeah you know, the level there is not not necessarily comparable to to that of the club level at, or at the DA level. And so mm-hmm. um, I felt myself kind of leaning towards the, you know, the DA route and to, to get the most competitive um, level that I could from that. But, you know, I still loved playing school and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a, a completely different ball game, but I kind of <laughs> realized that um, I wanted to, you know, pursue the, the more competitive club route. So why,
0: well, what made you want to, play at a higher level and
1: you know face more competition were you already thinking
0: about going to college and, and stuff like that
1: yeah so I think that was um a little bit on my mind and you know it was more <laughs> so knowing that just because I I love playing so much that I I want to play as long as I can and and you know develop as much as I can and so college was kind of the next step that was already you know it's something you start to think about and I you know the recruiting timelines kind of start different for for guys and girls like I know a lot of girls they'll be getting recruited getting offers like freshman year college you know starting talking um really early um and so guys it's a little bit later but I mean it's still something that's on everyone's mind in terms of if you're looking to go to college you're starting to think about you know where you might want to play who you might want to play with getting to know coaches look at schools all that so um and I kind of had to evaluate what what might have been the best steps to get me there and so I kind of thought that, you know, playing at um, the highest club level I could would would kind of give me the best opportunity to do that. So that was kind of another factor that pushed me towards a DA.
0: Yeah, it was a smart choice because look where you ended up today. So let's go yeah. ahead and, and talk about your your recruiting process then. So you talked about how you had an older sister that played. Um, yeah. So who was kind of assisting you slash guiding you throughout like the whole process? Did you go to any ID camps and uh, send emails out you
1: know all that yeah yeah all that so I mean I think that you know my my process was a little different from from a lot of people but it also you know shared a lot of the same aspects so it, it definitely helped that I had an older sister that that had gone through it before me just because I could kind of learn the ropes from her in terms of you know reaching out to coaches you know knowing what to say there ID camps all that so mm-hmm. I think first what I did was like I sat down with my parents and my family and kind of evaluated my priorities in terms of looking for schools and i knew that you know academics was something that was really important for me and i didn't want to i didn't want to sacrifice that to and you know why i love soccer i would i don't want to go to a really poor academic school just to play soccer because you know at the end of the day you can find a way to play soccer wherever you are whether it's i mean that doesn't even have to be division 1 it can be right. club soccer or just pick up with your friends and so I, right. I, I realized i didn't want to sacrifice the academic piece that's ultimately going to be really important for um you know later in my life and and you know where i was at so you know i made a big preliminary list of schools that that kind of met you know some of the basic criteria i was looking for you know solid academically you know had soccer programs where I didn't really limit myself much geographically or size of the school a whole lot yet and then I just emailed a bunch of coaches this was maybe I mean I don't know when you're first allowed to do that there's mm-hmm. rules of about NCAA but just reached out to all of them um, that's something you kind of got to do over and over they these coaches will get hundreds of emails mm-hmm. a day you gotta just yeah that's right send emails send emails and then um, summers I I just started cycling through ID camps and and you know I don't know if that was the best route for, for me or not. Um, cause I don't know that I ever, you know, gained a whole lot from those in terms of, you know, progress towards getting offers or so, because I mean, I would try to, to go to all these different ID camps that I could. And, you know, a lot of them have a couple hundred kids and maybe I'm a sophomore in high school and it's, it can be hard to stand out at those. And I think that, um, you know, talking to more people that, that you know now that I'm in college and talking to guys, a lot of them got recruited from you know getting noticed playing for their club teams or they're at showcases or whatever it is. And and there are some that that get there from the ID camp route, but it's it can definitely be hard to stand out in a you know in a huge ID camp when there's a lot of talented kids there. So I don't know that I made a whole lot of progress in the ID camp route. And I think that, you know, playing club and you know you know growing up playing tournaments and showcase and all that like we get a little bit of interest here and there from from different schools but you know just me knowing where my priorities were with academics too I didn't really entertain a lot of um like if a if a coach or a team would reach out to me from a school that I knew I didn't really have any interest in going to I wouldn't you know pursue that at all or or um you know Try to get more info on it because I didn't really see it as value of use in my time if it wasn't a place that I wanted to to end up at. So right, so you were strict of that, that right process. away. Yeah, so it was. I mean, not that I was getting you know interest flying in all over the place, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of knew um, my priorities in terms of where I wanted to go, and so I ended up, you know, getting some some connections at some of these good academic schools and and getting close with the coaches, but never really developed any. Firm offers there at the schools I wanted to go to, <clears throat> so I ended up just applying to the schools that I wanted to go to, and I said, you know, I'll figure out the soccer piece later because I knew that that was, you know, it may be difficult, but there's there's certainly options whether it's club soccer or, you know, the full team, wherever I go. So I just applied to a bunch of schools that I love that I wanted to go to. Um, as a as just like regular student, right? Yeah, regular student. Okay. So I applied. I applied early to Stanford and didn't get in. And then applied about 12 schools, I think, regular decision. Um, got into a couple and, and ended up choosing Duke. So okay. that was kind of what happened.
0: So when did you, I guess, during your high school timeline, kind of not give up necessarily, but like choose to to just apply as a regular student? Was this kind of like
1: late junior year? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think I really... Ever made there wasn't really a a time when I was like, all right, firm decision I'm not gonna yeah. you know pursue the soccer route anymore and just go academic because you know i was I was kind of always pushing that envelope of trying to trying to get interest from schools, trying to you know get looks from coaches from the schools mm-hmm. that I was interested in anyway and so I think it was just you know like when it came to the time that you had to submit applications for schools and I didn't really have any um any firm Offers from schools I was interested in. I was like, all right, you know, the option now is just apply to the the schools that I want to go to, and and then try to figure things out. And so there was definitely situations where, you know, I had had some interest from from coaches at at schools that I loved, um, and there was contact back and forth there, but it just never really developed to the to the offer stage. So ended up just applying and then trying to figure things out.
0: Okay, so I did. Like, what was the reason, I guess, in picking Duke? I mean, we all know academically it's prestigious, but, like, was there any, like, team implications?
1: Like, need you, you know any coach or anything like that that kind of, you know, gave Duke more of the favor? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was... It wasn't... Like, soccer wasn't a huge factor for me in terms of selecting schools. So, I mean, ultimately, the schools that I was between, it was Duke, Georgia Tech, and, and Virginia. And so... I also kind of knew I had an interest in um, computer science or engineering, some some kind of like that going into school. So I was kind of evaluating, you know, the programs at at the different schools for academics. And then, you know, also what they, what kind of options they have for soccer, but none of them were really ones where I had strong connections with coaches or players at any of them. And, and so I kind of just, um, I went and visited all, all of them, you know, unfortunately they're all relatively close to, to Charlotte. So I can, you know, I went and made, made some date trips out of them toward, toward all the mm-hmm. schools and, and just made some decisions there. But I mean, there were some different factors like Georgia tech, they have a club team, but they don't have a, a division one program. Um, that's just at Duke and UVA. And then, but Georgia tech has really strong computer science. So there, you know, there's, there's pros and cons of all of them. So I just had to right. wait and then. Ultimately chose Duke, and so you know, obviously it's all worked out now. So
0: right, right,
1: right. With the way with the way it went, so
0: I can't complain at all. All right. So you walk onto campus your first month of freshman year. What were you doing your freshman year soccer wise?
1: Yeah. So you know, I wasn't was on the team at all. You know, I got right. there. And this was this was like peak COVID too, showing up freshman year. I mean, it hit. You know, as I'm graduating senior year, so everything's really shut down a lot. You know, mm. they're, they're tough with restrictions, so but we're in mass everywhere and you, they, they limited gatherings at all. So we, we weren't even really allowed to like get together and play soccer if I wanted to. Um, but I, I, mean, I'd started to make a lot of friends that, you know, that liked soccer, that played soccer just around campus um, just, you know, by reaching out to people, making connections, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we tried to find ways to, to just play pickup here and there. And so most of the time we'd, we'd um, you know, just, whether it's like playing off campus or you know, we just have to find ways to to play and, and get out there and get exercise, um, just doing what we loved, and so I mean that was kind of the point where I realized, you know, like this is this is fun and I don't want to soccer something that I don't want to give up, and I, I could tell that it wasn't really at the competitive level level that that I was used to or I'd wanted to play at because, you know, in high school when I'm you know playing at a, a competitive club level and then to go from that to just kind of play and pick up, you know, in the quad at school or or just a big drop off. Yeah. You know, and and I could feel that and it was kind of just the competitive aspect of me wanting to, you know, wanting to get out there and compete. And it's, for a lot of guys, it's just a way to to get out and get exercise and touches on the ball. And, you know, I love that aspect of it. I, you know, I kind of felt myself wanting more. So I, you know, I reached out to the coach of the, of the division one team and and said, you know, I'm, I'm a student, I'm a freshman, you know, here's some info about me, like them my resume with, with some soccer background and, and said, you know, I want to try out. And it was, this was maybe winter of my freshman year. And, you know, COVID was still heavy. So they're like, we can't have you really come in and try out right now. Cause you know, the team was isolated at the time. They had them living separately and they're like, we don't want to risk, getting any of our guys oh, sick. Oh, interesting. They okay. were having a... That was like a year-round season that was mixed up with COVID too, so mm-hmm. they were playing games through the spring and they're like, yeah, our team's isolated. We can't really bring you in and try out unless you quarantine for like two or three weeks before you come and do it. And then I was, you know, in the middle of the semester. It's hard for me to to just... Yeah. Do that. And especially to, to come in for a little bit of a spring season knowing, you know, my, there's not a whole lot of, of benefit there to it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to, to kind of email the coach, call the coach a bunch to to get in touch with them and ended up deciding that the best decision was to come to one of those ID camps in the summer, basically serve as a tryout. So it was about July before my sophomore year that I came to an ID camp on campus, um, really like met the coaches for the first time there. I just, you know, exchanged some texts with them, emails with them. Um, and that basically served as a tryout. And fortunately, I, you know, I played well enough there and got invited to preseason the, the following month. So that was, that was that.
0: Okay. So what were you doing in the spring leading up to, to that little ID camp? Were you training by yourself like in, in Durham or?
1: Yep. So, I mean, I would, I would play pickup with with a bunch of friends from, that I had just met that were, were not on the team. Um, and then I would, go and like train on my own some and then like the biggest thing for me was was trying to get in shape and and be fit because I think you know and I found that recently too that's one of the biggest jumps from you know yeah. at the club level or or like not playing at all the the fitness is is a big jump to to the next level yeah. so I, I was training a lot to to stay fit stay ready and then that summer I I played with a like a club team back in Charlotte when I was home for the summer and it's called, like, USL Academy. Um, mm-hmm. All these leagues are, are constantly changing, but half right. of the summer, which was, which was really good for getting back in the groove of, of playing competitively again because it would have been hard to come from just playing, you know, pick up in the quad to, to come try out for, for the Duke team. So um, yeah. that was really good for me to, to kind of be- get back in the groove, get fit um, before I came back and, and tried out. So that was good.
0: And what were they doing at the, the ID camp? like was it just
1: like a single day kind of thing? So it was a it was a two day thing. It was like a Saturday, Sunday. So I came up um, like the night before with my dad. And then, you know, we were just staying in the hotel there. And then it was like two or three sessions a day with um, like training sessions in the morning. And then I think small side in the afternoon, and then we'd play 11 v 11 at night. And so you know it's it's just like they always are you got to try to find ways to stand out and you know fortunately for me it was a situation where it's it's an id camp where they're trying to recruit you know high school kids to to come you know play for them as freshmen in the future and i was i was about to be a sophomore in college so i was yeah i was like two or three years older than all the kids there so it definitely helped me you know stand out and, and make an impression so you know, was yeah, fortunate yeah. That, that situation worked out but
0: were you the only college student there and the rest are
1: all high schoolers I think so yeah I mean okay. I mean typically these the ID camps are just for high school kids that they're trying to recruit so um I think they just they had it you know as an easy way for them to to get a look at me without having to mm-hmm. you know risk anything with COVID or or you know schedule some kind of separate tryout um but you know it was a it was a good way to to kind of get a look in front of the coaches for me anyway
0: yeah yeah so they
1: they let you know like immediately after the ID camp like that Sunday yeah so you know when the id camp ended they kind of wrapped everything up and said you know end the end of the program whatever it is and you know they they pulled me over to the side after i mean with some other kids too they always you know would talk to kids after the ID camps that they there right and just want to talk to them and and you know i talked with them and they said you know we'd love to have you come come in for preseason in august and, and it was only like you know a week or two later i think it was because my id camp was mid-july and we were starting mm-hmm. You know, beginning August, so they're like, "Yeah, we'd love to have you come back in like two weeks for for preseason." So, I had to go home and you know pack everything up and and come back for um for preseason like two weeks later. So it was, that was exciting, and and that was kind of the big relief for me, like that moment knowing that you know I'd been training for months and you know get fit and you knew that you know this was something that I really wanted and to finally get to that stage where you know I'm I'm kind of I'm in the door and you know i finally got to that stage where I, i'm kind of a part of the team now it's you know that was a big relief for me
0: yeah not even just like the the six months of training it's like your whole life you kind of devoted to to this game and and getting better and perfecting your craft and that was that moment they were like yeah let's put you on so they let you like on the roster or were you just like
1: a like a preseason um like team player that or something was, like that yeah no that was um like i was a part of the roster there so that was okay. I was basically, um, like joining the team uh, at that moment. So, um, yeah, we had just started out. Everybody comes in for preseason around August 1st is when you start. And what was good with the structure of it is, um, we have what's called captain's practices. I don't know if you're, you're super familiar with like the yeah. college landscape and preseason, but we had captain's practices for, I think about 10 days or, or a week or so anyway, where we're just training with, um, just the teams, just the players and the captains lead practices. And a lot of times it's just, we're playing small sided, you know, getting to know everybody that's, that's new coming into the team. And this is before the, the coaches come into lead sessions. Cause with NCAA, they can only start after a certain date. And so, you know, that was, that was really good for me to to kind of get in and, and get to know the guys and, and get my myself up to speed with the speed of play and mm-hmm. you know, the, the skill level there um, before jumping in with the coaches. Cause you know, that's when you really, really hit the ground running. And so, you know, it's it's definitely that first week was, you know, me adapting to the speed of play. And so, that, I think that was that was really good for me to to get involved.
0: Did you notice like kind of like a like an increase in in ability with everybody there compared to like what you've been doing your whole life?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like the the biggest <clears throat> thing that I noticed was just like the intensity level and the speed of play is just. It it was something to to kind of get used to. I mean, you can mm-hmm. can simulate it as much as you want in in club, or you know, you can try all you want in individual training, but it's it's almost hard to to mimic what it's going to be like when you when you actually get to that level. So, you know, the first first day I remember, we were playing some a little small sided game. It was like five v five with some some targets on the outside mm-hmm. going to goal. And, you know, it was flying around, and and I think like first like two times I touched it, I just, I lost the ball and I was like, right, I just gotta, <laughs> I just gotta get it off my foot, get it, move it. So I just, yeah, I just, it's quick. I just got it, moved it to the next guy. I was like, you know, got to connect some passes, work my way into it. So yeah, uh, it definitely took a little bit of time to, to get up to the speed of play. But, but then it was, you know, I just kind of got worked my way into it. Cause you know, I'd always played at a, like a relatively high level in terms of club. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wasn't really doubting that, I was capable in terms of skill level to to play with everyone around me, but you know i had to to kind of build up the confidence um you know when I was coming in from you know from playing like pick up done the, yeah, 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 the draft yeah. around me so right you know, it was it was good though to to get my confidence up there
0: for sure all right so after all the right. captain's week of practices and everything, how was preseason with the coaches
1: yeah so that was that was a lot i mean it was that was the first <laughs> time where I was I felt like I was really like being pushed that hard. Um, you know, from a soccer standpoint. And also just physically it was it was pretty exhausting. I mean, we were having, you know, workouts and and practices, you know, all the time, a couple of times a day. Um right. and so it was exhausting. Um and so it was you know, it was trying to and the coaches are trying to prepare us for, for the season. You know, it's a pretty quick turnaround before we start playing games. And so they know that you gotta hit the ground running when you get there. So yeah it was hard but it was it was really good time to to kind of get to know everybody and and get up to speed and um you know just prepare everybody for the season coming up and and we knew that coming in we again we had a lot of and I wasn't on the team previously but they had a lot of a lot of returning guys a lot of young young talent coming back and so people were kind of you know there was some belief you know around the locker room that that there's you know there's some real potential with the group that we had coming back and so I think everyone Mm -hmm. was you know, even more energized to to get going once once preseason hit and the season got going.
0: All right. So you focus, you train in, you locked in and everything. When did you finally see like real game minutes? Yeah, so
1: like in I mean preseason, like everybody plays, everybody plays in preseason. We had a couple games, mostly like relatively local. We had a trip to the beach, played coastal Carolina and and Wilmington. So and I saw a little bit of minutes in those because everybody was playing. Um, mm-hmm. But could tell that, you know, obviously it wasn't going to be in, like, the main rotation of guys coming in. Um, just, just, like, join a team. Um, and then, right. again, this was, you know, as as COVID was happening. And we actually had, like, heading into our, our first real game of the season, we had a bunch of guys come down come down sick. You know, I don't know whether it was all, like, COVID or not. Um and a little bit of injuries and so we were pretty shorthanded and I actually I actually had to like start that that game which is our, our first game of the season just because I mean we were shorthanded a lot of guys mm-hmm. so I that was actually the first time I, I saw a lot of minutes on I think I played played maybe like 50 60 minutes now and I don't I don't know what it was but but it was um that was the first time I, I saw game action mm-hmm. in, that, in that first game and that was against who that was against uh, Liberty, maybe. Okay. I, don't, I think it was Liberty.
0: Okay. You looking I that did, up right now? <laughs> I, can,
1: I can pull it up if you want. Was that the same game that you scored in too? Yeah, I, I did score in that game. I'm pretty sure it was Liberty. If so. Okay, but, that's yeah, crazy. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a rebound off a free kick. Somebody, um, we had a free kick late in the game somebody took it and uh keeper saved it and I, I just followed it up and, and scored it. So, and that was an exciting, big moment for me, just kind of knowing that, you know, I'd finally got to this point and, you know, coming in and made an impact. And, you know, obviously there were some external factors that, that had led to that with the the COVID and injuries and whatever, but right. just to right. know that I was, you know, able to, to come in and, you know, be a part of the team and make an impact there was, was like all the confidence I needed. Um, Going yeah. forward, that you know, I was like, felt like a part of the team at that point. So
0: yeah, good. yeah. I mean, you gotta take every opportunity you get. So I mean, it just so happened that you know people were injured or sick, and you just stepped up.
1: And I exactly. bet scoring in the debut, man, that that must be crazy. Yeah, it was exciting, man. And I'm I'm glad I had my, you know, my family was in the crowd too, and so all right, good. You know, seeing my parents there was was um, really special for me to to be um, to be able to score that goal in, in front of them because you know they knew. How much I had had wanted that moment, like we could be able to join the team, and, right. and they saw me. You know, the months leading up to that, how much I had wanted it. So that, you know, being able to to be there with them and share that moment with them was was pretty awesome. So that was yeah. good. So how was that season overall? We had a we had a really strong season that that year. We ended up doing really well in the the ACC, and we ended up, I think, we were. <laughs> like co-champions in the regular season of our side of the division, it, it split up into two, two divisions. Um, and then we went into the, the ACC tournament and got to the championship, lost the championship to Notre Dame, Damn. which was, that was a heartbreaker, but, um, you know, still had a good run. And then we're, we're a decently high seed heading into the NCAA tournament and, you know, won. uh, I think a game or two, and then and then lost in the sweet sixteen. So, you know, I think disappointing end of the season in um in terms of, you know, what we had hoped for as a team. You know, we had had a lot of success during the regular season, winning a lot of games. Um, and so I think, you know, people were were hoping we could you know, make a little bit a bigger splash in the postseason. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's tough because we felt we could have won. You know, the the games that we lost, and that always makes it tougher. But, um, you know at the end of the day it was, it was a successful season from a team standpoint especially considering that you know the year before the record was was um was nowhere near that and so brought a lot of guys back and and kind of turned mm-hmm. things around and and so it really really did we did well that season given um where we'd been the, the season before that so
0: right especially with dealing with year. the whole covid re- restrictions and and rules and all that too yeah definitely so what were you doing i guess that off season from last season to this this past season you just had it
1: yeah so i think i mean for guys anyway it's it's pretty common a lot of guys will play usl2 in the summer which okay. is um it's like a semi pro type of league where it's it's almost all college guys they just go back to their hometown or wherever they're going to be for the summer and and play usl2 so i played with charlotte independence which is um there's like two usl2 teams in charlotte charlotte independence is one of them and it was all you know guys that play college all over the place that, that mainly live in the charlotte area and it was cool because yeah. a lot of the guys that i had played club with when i was younger and you know they went off to play college all over the place and then everyone comes home for the summer and it's it's like a little reunion playing, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. playing club again with everybody and and so that league for us stretches across uh, mostly north carolina a couple other states too um, but i mean at least the competition level is high and it was good training with um, you know, with a lot of the the college guys from from the Charlotte area, so I mean that definitely helped me stay sharp. Um, you know, and get some get some experience. You know, playing games with with guys because that's also a situation too where you can get a lot more minutes than than you might see. You know, like coming into to Duke in my first year. You know, I play off the bench. You know, and maybe half the games, but um, being able to come back and you know get some consistent good minutes. Um, starting in, uh, in USL two is, is definitely good for you know building confidence there too. So was, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was great for, you know, getting myself ready for, for this past season.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. So you get into this, this past season and I guess, did you set any goals for yourself? Like you want, you know, make more of an impact, you know, play more minutes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, coming into the year, I, like my main goal was that I wanted to, I wanted to play in every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that was some I mean, I think i played in about half the games in in my first year, if I had to guess. So this year I was like, all right, I wanna I wanna play in every game. Yeah. And so and, and that also comes along. So I play on the wing usually. I didn't I didn't set like a clear number, but I was like, all right, contribute some some goals and assists too. Yeah. I mean, if what formation do y'all play? So we I mean we kind of varied some throughout the year, but a lot of times a four four two and then we also mixed in a back three at times, so a little bit of three five two or or mm. whatever it is. But I mean, it it can vary. But I mean, a lot of a lot of four four two, especially that first season we did. So I would be playing left mid in that. Okay. But um, I mean, this past season was you know I felt like gone through it before the year before, so I kind of knew what to expect for for preseason in terms of you know the intensity and. The schedule and all that um so i think that that definitely helps when we've got new guys coming in and you know want to kind of get them involved in the team and you know build chemistry there so i mean it helped right. for me personally that I'd, I'd gone through it the year before um and then you know we had a, a really strong freshman class this past year some good talent so again everybody was was excited for the season looking forward to it hoping we could um do some big things
0: yeah, yeah. And so how did this past season end for you guys? And how was the season overall for you personally?
1: Uh, yeah. So I guess I'll start with the team aspects. So, I mean, we had a, a really strong year. I mean, regular season, we we actually were undefeated in the regular season. Damn. So we, we finished top of our division in the ACC. Um, so we were the one seed in the ACC tournament. And then um, we lost in the ACC tournament um to Clemson and then but I mean we had had a really good regular season gotten some some good results because it's always tough and you know when you have a everybody in the ACC has got a, a tough schedule there's, there's never going to be easy games so you know just <coughs> being able to get those results throughout the regular season was was a big accomplishment for us and so we were pretty pretty proud of that and then you know heading into the postseason again you know had had big aspirations um you know it came up short in the end we lost in the elite eight in the ncaa tournament to you know to creighton which was a back and forth game and we definitely felt we we could have could have gotten better in them in that one too but yeah it just didn't go our way but yeah yeah, yeah. end of the day that's you know that's that's the game we play you know you can't always but you know better team may not always win or but yeah that's the game yeah, so, but overall we had a we had a good season, and um you know we had had some really successful full players too. We've got some guys that I'm sure are gonna go pro this year, so um you know happy for them, and you know hopefully we can we'll have a good group returning next year, and some good incoming guys, it sounds like. So hopefully we can have another good run at it next year. So I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah,
0: for sure. You know what I find funny, funny as hell actually. Whenever I got someone that plays college and they talk about matchups, right? Like, oh, you know, we battled them pretty good. We maybe thought that we could have had them. When I get people that have, you know, are out of college and stuff, they talk, oh man, we should have shat on them, bro. I don't know how we lost to them. They're being, you know, y'all are so humble, bro. I think that's so funny. Cause you gotta watch <laughs> what you say. You don't know who's gonna hear what.
1: That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, you have to like, you have to kind of watch what he said. Nah, not yeah, that yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be like that anyway. I mean, all those games we played in the postseason were like they were like tough competitive games anyway. Yeah, the of them yeah. were really like lopsided. So yeah, it, yeah, 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 wasn't it? Wouldn't have been a situation where like oh we should have like you know one yeah, like yeah, yeah. So that it was you know I that one that was a back foot. We lost that one at three two, and you know we had a goal that was or, or like they had a goal that was um, like on the on the goal line and like a ref called it in and i mean it's like no way to know it's yeah it you can't yeah yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously there's no cameras right on the line to, to be able to tell and then they right. also i got up from 30 yards and put one in the top corner so it's just yeah it's just, just one of those
0: guys. days really
1: i know it was
0: it <laughs> so was personally crazy. so how was how was the season for you did you know set all the yeah. did you accomplish all
1: the goals you set for yourself going into it so it was good for me and i i noticed I was I was getting some more playing time than the previous year and I, I did end up playing every game. Um you know, most of them came came off the bench getting maybe, you know, thirty thirty minutes or so minutes, mm-hmm. which, you know, was was an improvement from the first year for me and contributed to with some couple goals and assists. I don't know what the the final stats ended up being, but mm-hmm. maybe like two goals and three or four assists, three three assists, maybe if I had to guess, Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall, it was, it was an improvement from, from the first year for me. So mm-hmm. was, you know, pleased that I had ach- achieved those goals that I set for myself, but, you know, always, always looking for more, always looking to improve and, you know, throughout the season, like fight my way to, to right. my and, you know, get into the and starting that So,
0: yeah. So what's uh what's a couple of your main goals if you want to share with us? um into next season I know you
1: got a long break until then but what's something you got you know brewing in your head yeah I mean we we just finished up this past season maybe two weeks ago so I haven't really started setting clear-cut goals for for next fall yet um but because we still have this big you know big spring season ahead too which is not it's not an official like we're not playing official games but we've got some scrimmages there and we're training throughout the spring. So I mean, I haven't really started to to look that far ahead into the fall, but I mean, I think I would certainly be hoping to, to again, just like improve upon the amount of minutes that I'm getting and like, um break into the starting 11, maybe, you know, that would be, that would be good, good for me as a goal, I think. And then obviously trying to increase, um you know, goals and assists, yeah, contributions yeah, yeah. would be would be great too so i mean i haven't really thought about um like clear numbers in terms of of that yet but but just yeah. improving in, in all those categories is is always something to look at not not just for like a next season but even like game to game you know trying to try trying right. that's good
0: for sure for sure um all right so you know what let's get to know you uh, a little bit better we got a couple of, a couple of questions on here that i gotta read off my phone real quick because i don't got these memorized um, sure. And then after this, we will go into the little question part that people from the Instagram page put in. And then after that, we'll call it a wrap. So right. first question, and it's going to be a World Cup-related question. Who okay. do you think were the top three players of the tournament? All right. And, Lu- and All Luke right. Thomas's opinion.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I think, like, there's two that we just have to acknowledge up front. I think For Messi sure. and Mbappe yep. is, is just – they're they're clear of everyone right now, um, right? You know, Messi, Messi. What he did was was you know unbelievable. Obviously, to to kind of bring them to win the World Cup yeah. was was special and um uh, uh, and specifically, I think I mean in the final too, but that that semifinal, he just he dominated the game, and then Mbappe being able to, to put up eight goals in in a World Cup That's is crazy, pretty unbelievable now, right? <laughs> um. And like that France squad's so talented, so and I think they're they the top two. Let's see, they're top two for me. Um, third one's tough. You know, there's a lot of guys that that um, that are in that conversation. So I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, go ahead,
0: go ahead and rattle off just some names. I mean, you've, that got the guys you. that,
1: you've got the guys that scored like the the next most goals, but I don't think I would put them as as the next ones, like I mean, Giroud and Julian Alvarez scored like four or five goals apiece, but I don't. They weren't like their best player. I think what Modric Modric did throughout the tournament was was pretty impressive. And then, I mean, I think there were some goalies that were were really good too. Um, I agree. Like, mean, Martinez was was really solid. I like the the save he made at the end of the, the end of the final against yeah, yeah, um, to, to like one twentieth minute. That was yeah yeah yeah.
0: I mean, that was, that crazy. was crazy. That one was crazy. And I think the the two goalies, too, Croatia's goalie, and then um, yeah,
1: even the even Chesney, yeah, even for Poland. I mean, he saved a oh, couple yeah. of three penalties back in the group stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah. didn't have much of a run, so he didn't get a whole lot of recognition. But Shesny had a great tournament. And then also, I think, I think I would I'd give Hakimi a shot too. Um, yeah, Hakimi's a bad boy. really well for Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> and like I they made a huge run, and and he was a big yeah. part of that. So, so yeah, I, mean,
0: I want him on Chelsea. I want that man on Chelsea. Yeah, get him, get him there. I don't know. I don't care how much it costs. Put that man on a real squad, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So coming into a game, what's the the kind of music you listen to to get you you know hyped up and locked in? G- mm-hmm. Give us a couple so, of tracks or a couple of artists. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so, it's mostly rap music for me. Like pregame, if I'm trying to if I'm trying to get get hyped, get motivated for a right. game. So, I mean, for me, top artists. Probably like Drake, Lil Baby, Gunna, Travis Scott. Just- oh, you hyped as hell, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like top top four for me. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And well, also recent Metro Boomin album. Fire. That's bro. good. That's, good. That's gonna like be that in the one. rotation in the future for yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. All right. So showing up to the to a home game, you gotta. Let's say it's what what time do night games start? Like seven.
1: They're like seven, yeah. All right, so what time you got to show up to the stadium for? Um, I mean, so we start – we'll have a pregame meal at three. Okay. So that'll be um, just in, in one of the facilities around it. It can vary. But, I mean, the whole team will get there for pregame meal at three, and then we'll have – I mean, people kind of do their own thing. They might, they might need medical treatment. They might need a yeah. tape, whatever it is, and then we'll – we'll get together around like five fifteen, five thirty. 5:30, go through some some tactical stuff and then okay. we'll start warming up around like, you know, an hour before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so showing up to the facility, what what's Luke
1: Thomas's drippiest outfit? <laughs> oh, no, so there oh, there man, are guys does my guy all... have no drip. No, no. I, yeah, I usually I'll, <laughs> I'll be in like a tracksuit. I mean, I'm throwing on like Oh, the trackie. <laughs> no, no. It's not even like a track suit. It's just like sweatpants and a hoodie like I'm Yeah, real cozy. Yeah. yeah no I just you know I, I dress for me I don't I don't dress to impress okay other people you know and there'll be times when when our social media lady will, will tell us that they're gonna do do a little photo shoot like she'll be outside before the team meal taking pictures and, and people will dress up all nice um trying to look good and you know I'm just I'll pull up in the in the sweats and a, a hoodie.
0: <laughs> hey I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on your Instagram page and find a picture and I'm putting it no, up on this on
1: this video <laughs> You should. no. They won't post the ones with me. That you know, they'll post the the post the guys that are. Oh, they're really not
0: showing cool. you any love in the trackie? No,
1: nah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I That's might be on that. crazy. You might have to check. I'm sure you can check though. But I mean, there's there's some guys that that obviously go for it more than others. But yeah, yeah, I, really, yeah. I don't put too much effort into it. You sticking to that next season, or are you gonna you gonna add a little bit? I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of me. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can mix it up a whole lot. But I think I'll be I'll be sticking to the. To the sweatpants and the yeah hey listen come
0: in cozy and ball out that's all that
1: matters. Exactly. (laughs) Gotta be comfortable. Yeah, exactly bro so let's
0: go ahead and switch to the um little instagram questions I got I got a couple for you Mm -hmm. um first one is toughest opponent you face so far,
1: and it could be team or individual okay that's what I was gonna ask so. Let's see, I think that. <clears throat> hmm. Alright, so so my first season, I think that we played we played pit away and they were they were like just bopping us. I mean we had maybe like we had like 15% of the ball and I mean, Damn. they already have like a great, nah, it's like, I mean, we had like 20, 25% of the block. Yeah, they had, yeah, yeah. but it felt like 15. At home, their atmosphere at home is is crazy. I mean, big crowd there. It was a, you know, Friday night, Saturday night. Oh, and wow. I mean, I mean they're already, I think we were both ranked like top five, top 10 at the time. Mm. And we came in there and I mean, they just like were pinging around us and we couldn't even get a hold of it at all. And <laughs> we managed to just, Scum a goal like we got on a counter attack and and managed to grab a corner and we scored a header to go up one nil mm-hmm. and we were like this is I mean people were people were running to the corner flag like almost laughing like there's no way we should be, <laughs> to be winning the game. Did you end up winning that game? <laughs> uh, no nah, so we ended up conceding <laughs> the next three, went down three <laughs> one, and then. And then we we grabbed one in like the ninetieth minute, and we lost three two. But I think yeah. like that was that was probably the the game where I I felt the the most like wow we you know we're like not even we don't even have a hold of this game we're just yeah getting battered around the field. But <laughs> damn, <laughs> I, mean, I guess Pitt yeah. is the palace then. Wow. Yeah, really. I mean, this season there weren't really there weren't really any games where I feel we were just getting. Like completely outplayed. I mean, we were like in every game. Um, yeah. You know, the better team in a lot of, in my opinion. So, um, I I don't think there were really many this year. So this I mean, there were there were really tough games, obviously, but but that that one that first year was that was different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the second question then. Who is your most famous contact in your phone?
1: Wow. Well, I mean. I... i always hear this question asked to to like famous people and they have some crazy answers i really don't have i really don't have any many really famous people i mean i think if i had to guess i would say guys that are not not super famous now but could like become famous in the future
0: yeah that could be it too yeah
1: because i mean i definitely have plenty of guys that i've i've played with um whether at duke or elsewhere that are you know starting to make their way into the into the pro ranks or or definitely will be there in the future so um i'd say i don't have anybody that's super famous right now but i have like you know the guys at duke that i played with this season like you know peter stroud shaq muhammad or or like thor from from the year before um that are are you know i expect them to to do big things in the in the pros Mm -hmm. in the future so Okay. Uh, and guys from my from back home in charlotte too so nobody crazy right now but i think that in the future there'll be some guys that that go on to do big things okay so you
0: got the little potential growing in the in the phone i, I think so too yeah yeah <laughs> it could grow in the future all right so last question uh what is one piece of advice i mean it's pretty standard that you know everyone has kind of what's uh what's one piece of advice you give to like any kid like age 10 to like 14 that's like trying to go d1 or play at a higher
1: level yeah, so let's see. One piece of advice, I mean I would say I would say just like continuing to to like not be satisfied with with where you're at um cuz Ooh, I like that one. I think Ooh, that, that's a good one. I think that a lot of people like I mean myself included plenty of times when you know growing up you know you sense that you're you're playing at a really high club level or you feel like you're physically pretty fit or whatever it may be and and you kind of get content with where you're at um but you have to know that there's there's plenty of guys all over the country and and even at the level above you that are that are you know obviously working hard and are are at higher levels than than you are yeah. and so I think that you know I felt that that piece of it kind of you know stepping up into different levels of my life like coming into college for the first time, like I felt like I was a, a good player, obviously. And I felt like I was in decent shape. And then you get in and there's, there's guys that are just flying around the pitch yeah. you know, running up and down on the fitness test for, you know, just nonstop. And then, you know, they'll get up and do it again the next day. And, and you're like, wow, you know, it's, it's a level that you have to get yourself up to. And so I think that, you know, that, that's a mentality that can start from, you know, when you're younger and, and you know, middle school, high school is just constantly looking to to get better there.
0: Yeah, no, I like that one. That was I like that one. Never be satisfied. Yeah. Hey, but listen, Luke, thank you for finally joining on, man. I know it was tough scheduling this one. Um, I'm proud of you. Keep going. Have a good, good little off season rest. I expect big things next year. Hey, and also my favorite moment for you, sidebar, real quick, was the the goal that you had against GW because i went to gw that's my alma mater you know my undergrad and everything i watched the whole game start to literally a minute before you scored i like stepped away for a moment and then i think i might have been in the bathroom in the kitchen and my brother texted me being like luke just scored against gw i'm like bro of course i freaking missed the goal (laughs) man i watched the whole game too that's funny but yeah bro again yeah thank you for joining man um everyone wishes you the best uh but yeah bro let's keep in contact